potential time cap for a workout tomorrow. Bam, we're live. Oh, not a time cap for the uh, podcast tonight? No, 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 no. <laughs> I swear it'll be 90 minutes sharp. I thought maybe someone texts us and is like, hey, I got to go. Hey, I want to look up the word. Um, oh, good morning, everyone. Corey, Arm TV, Gary Roberts in the his house, Travis Bellinghausen, Trina McLeod. Uh, any questions that Gary has uh, that pop up in there from Arm TV? Will you make sure we don't lose them? Yes. Thank you. Uh, can you pull up um, the uh, hormones? I want to read the definition of hormones. I think it's about W H O. Okay, he's logged into two accounts. Oh, I'm so excited! I'm so, excited. I'm so freaking excited! What is the definition of hormones? What are I got hormones? nervous because I was like, I was thinking in my head, you guys are for sure gonna say a word that like I'm gonna hear one time and not know how to spell, and then I'm gonna freak out and <laughs> you're back here just sweating. Yeah, yeah. Today's the day that these guys. Today's the day these guys make us look stupid. Okay, hormone. A hormone is a regulatory substance. Sounds like our government. A regulatory substance produced in an organism and transported in tissues, fluids, such as blood or sap. Okay. Oh, in plants? Do plants have hormones? To stimulate specific cells or tissues into action. So it's a substance that controls something regulatory in an organism. That's like me. So what's it control? I wonder what it controls. A synthetic substance with an effect similar to that of an animal or plant hormone. A person's sex hormones is held to influence mood or behavior. Okay, so I guess one of the things a hormone can do is it could influence mood and behavior. So so a regulatory substance produced in an organism and transported in a tissue in tissues, fluids such as blood or sap to stimulate specific cells or tissues into action. So so we must have hormones that are produced that regulate our moods. Um, is uh, do we have a sleep hormone? Is that you know like uh, those uh, those two things? One that keeps us melatonin. awake and one that puts us to sleep. What is it? Uh, I said melatonin, but I, that's probably wrong. This is exposing how little I know. About this. That's good. The 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 less we know, the better. The better questions we can ask. I feel it's like good. we're like, studying for the test. Like right now, it's like, hey, you want to get together? Oh shit! And here they come. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, type in how many hormones are there? How many hormones are there in the uh, just in 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 my sap? That, that courses through my veins. <laughs> By the way, um, we are so we we cannot keep these CEO shirts in stock. I want you guys to know we are ordering more, um, like as many as we can. Um, and uh, I only have one. I just have this black one. I don't even have the red one yet. And we talked to Life Is RX today, and we're putting in a massive order. And I'm so sorry. I I I, I, I didn't want to like police T-shirts. I just wanted to um, like it to be fun. And I just thought that they just grew on trees. And I'm realizing that it's like. I guess it's like business stuff. You have to pay for them and order them and yeah, stuff like that. Okay. How how many do you think there is? Do you want to guess first? A hundred. Seven. (laughs) Somewhere between a hundred and a seven. seven. Okay. Okay. Over 50 hormones have been identified in humans and other vertebrates. Hormones control or regulate many biological processes and are, are often produced in exceptionally low amounts within the body. So it sounds like you don't need a lot of hormones to do, to 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 activate to get things to shit to start happening. Oh, look at this shirt he has on. Nice. That's a beautiful shirt. That's a beautiful shirt. I was just I was just saying that we can't we can't get shirts out. And there you go. Really? No, I got it. Got it pretty easily. <laughs> He's got a shirt. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, Dr. Connor should be here shortly. She is fixing her mic. Uh, how do you pronounce your um, last name, Damien? 
Uh, Burgess, B-U-R. Okay. Oh, it's right there. Mm-hmm. And Caroline, oh, that's an easy one. Caroline Connor. <laughs> Did I get it right? Yes, you got it right. Awesome. Hey, Caroline, how are you? Good, how are you? Good start. Live in the dream. Live in the dream. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, and uh, Damian Burgess. And, and uh, so I'm Sevon. Nice to meet you, Caroline. I was uh, lucky enough to meet Damian when I was down in Newport a month ago. And uh, and he and, and you met Matt too. We we all went out to mm-hmm. lunch, right? Good to yeah, see we you had lunch together. Okay, yes. awesome. Good to see you too. And you two guys work for California Hormones. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Correct. Okay. Okay. We were just looking up the definition of hormones. Can I read you the definition I found and you guys tell me if Google's right here? You got you guys aren't on trial here either. So. No, no, no. <laughs> this is not on trial. You are on uh, on Tuesday. You're dealing with two preschoolers who are um, very, very interested in um we started what, studying two minutes ago. And what you guys are doing. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Can you pull up that definition, uh, yeah, Mr. Souza? Cool. Got it right here. It's a very casual show. Um, uh, Caroline and Damien, you guys should both know we're live, so questions will be popping up on the side um, that we can that we'll feed to you from some people who are very interested in California hormones. And then um, there was one more thing. Oh, and it's a very casual show. You got to go to the bathroom. A kid needs to be slapped around. Someone's butt needs to be wiped. I mean, I got three kids. Well, you do you. I start juggling anytime you guys take a break. Uh, hormone, a regulatory substance produced in an organism and transported in tissues, fluids, such as blood or sap. I think that's in reference to plants. I guess plants have hormones too. Yes. To stimulate specific cells or tissues into action. A person's sex hormones as held to influence behavior or mood. So I, I was like, man, what, what could it be regulating? So one of the things that hormones regulate are behavior and mood. Is that correct? Yes, they can. Yeah, they they have multifunctions throughout the body. They're they're basically messengers throughout the body to to make different tissues work the way that we want them to. And one of those is the brain. So that inf- involves behavior and mood. Could you give me something like how you could explain that to like a seven year old, like an example of how that mechanism works in the body? Just any any hormone, any me- like a sleep. Is there something? Is there a hormone that helps dictate sleep? Well, um, sleep, well, definitely testosterone can help regulate sleep. Yeah, there are many different hormones that regulate sleep. It's it, There are multi-hormones that do that. I don't know as much about sleep specifically, but testosterone and estrogen and progesterone actually help with sleep. Okay. So it, you know, there. I don't know that there's one specifically that's, that just works on sleep. I think it's it's multiple different ones working together. I don't know what you, I don't know what you think, Damien, but. And growth hormone. Growth hormone levels can increase depth of sleep. So I've heard that term, HGH, human growth hormone. There's actually a hormone called human growth hormone? Yes. That, wow. That's, that's the good. And, and, and and that is, um, and and we make that naturally. All these hormones that we're going to talk about today are made in the human body naturally, correct? Yes, most yeah, most of them are made in the human body, and mo- when we're supplementing, we usually are giving back what was already there to begin with. Okay, and the the ho- insulin's a hormone, correct? Yes, and that's the one I guess my I'm most familiar with. That's most talked about in my community, and basically that hormone has influenced every time 
you eat something, right? You put something in your mouth and that hormone gets affected. So one of the greatest ways we can control our hormones is through our diet. Would that be correct? Yeah, diet definitely can help control your hormones. Um, if you if you have a, a, a shitty diet, then basically yeah, your hormones are not going to function as well as if you have a good diet for sure. And, and, and what are the other influencers? Diet? Well, age. Aging. Age. Aging is the uh, aging and genetics are the the biggest two, I would say. And then, and then, what about in sleep? Yeah, no? sleep can affect its stress. Mm, stress, trauma. Mm-hmm. How about exercise? Definitely exercise too. And so, I'm making the presuppositions here. So I'll just double check with you that the better, the healthier you eat, the more you, the better you exercise. Let's say the better. I know that's vague. The younger you are the better genetics you have and the higher quality of sleep you have, all of your hormones will, there'll be a cascade of uh, positive effects in your hormonal library. Yes, for sure. I, I mean, definitely if you do all those things, your hormones are going to be better, but depending on your age, even if you, you know, you're living the you know perfect life, you, you probably will still have some, some effects of the hormones dropping off as as you age right, right, that you need that you want that yes. that help the qual and this is all about quality of life right yes correct okay and how do we know um um the quality of your hormones so we usually check well it depends on symptoms and also we check patients levels but some patients depending on what how they're feeling they may their levels actually may not show us exactly how they're feeling. So they say they're tired, they have no sex drive, they're moody, but their levels actually may be average. So so sometimes it's hard to tell just based on the levels. But we do check the levels and we combine the levels with symptoms and then we come up with a plan for hormone optimization. And how do you check levels? Blood tests typically. And and how much blood? Just like can can I prick myself and mail it in? <laughs> well, there are yeah. You can't you can't do a splat like a blood splat and actually pull hormones off of that. Um, but if you're trying to get a more in depth and trying to pull more values, you should do a draw, which you've probably all had before in your past. Um, probably several vials to make sure filling up the tiger tops to make sure that we get enough samples so we could run several tests to analyze it. What did you say? Tiger tops? Uh, just a type of tube. <laughs> it's a, uh, you've probably seen them before when someone actually shows like a blood testing vial. Why do they call it a tiger top? No idea. Cause it, it looks like it, kinda, <laughs> no, it's a, it has like a, it yeah, it has like different types. Of, it looks like a tiger print on there. Like a cheetah top. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I see it. Now I can picture cheetah it. Now I, yeah. now I can picture it perfectly. Okay. So, what tell me what California Hormones does like the 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 premise of the of the of the company? Um, basically, it is a telehealth platform that allows people to meet with physicians to get a baseline testing to see about treatment options for hormone optimization. It's like a crash course version of it. Okay, say that one more time. So it's telehealth, meaning I don't have to go in there; I can call or I can talk to you on a computer. Correct, just like okay. this. and then. Oh, great. And uh, so this is kind of like my first appointment right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. 
How are you feeling? (laughs) (laughs) You need your levels. Um, Okay, so what did you say after that? It's telephysicians. Keep going. Sorry. Mm -hmm. And And what's the uh, next line? So what we're doing is trying to – a lot of people come to us for different things. Um, So I guess the first purpose was try to figure out what you're looking for. And so we'll do a health assessment and um, go through a thorough exam through questions and answers and probably a few questionnaires that you'd fill out. From there, we would run laboratory exams, so laboratory testing to see where your hormones are. And at that point, by based of your subjective, like what you tell us is bothering you based on your clinical, uh, fi- our clinical findings in the lab tests, we'll be able to try to prescribe something that would actually try to meet your goals, whether it's I'm feeling fatigued, um, I'm feeling cloudy, I don't have as much uh, mental clarity. Um, we'll try to figure out the program that fits you. I, w- I was interviewing um, uh, Paul Saladino. He's the carnivore MD. Mm-hmm. And he said he was on a flight and he was sitting next to a man. And he said throughout the flight, the man had um, – my connection is shitty? Is my connection shitty? What are you talking about? All blurry. Oh, oh okay. I'll, I'll, Maybe I'll, we get a, a homeowner for your blurry camera there. I apologize. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he, he said he was sitting next to a man and he, and he said he saw the man eat um, like seven or eight scones on the flight. You know, the scones that like they serve you then the little plastic wrapper on the airplane. You know what I'm talking about? They're like just a shitty cookie and dry mm-hmm. cookie. And, um, and he said the man was, you know, large, like, you know, pushing 400 pounds. And he said, when he got off the flight, um, he, somehow him and his man, the man started talking and the man said, oh yeah, well, that's why I only had one scone on the plane. And, 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 uh, Dr. Saladino told me that he believes that that guy believed that he only had one scone, that he didn't realize he had eight scones. Like that was just, you know what I mean? He didn't realize that he was doing that, that he wasn't like overtly lying. And I bring that up because if you're doing this with people, I guess, are they zoom calls you do with them? How do you trust? I mean, how do you trust patients? And, and, and this isn't a weakness of telemedicine. This is just like a weakness of, um, in, in general, when you question people, right, you're trying to get and you're trying to, you know, they're like, yeah, I exercise every day. And you find out that they, they think exercise is getting up and going to the bathroom in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a, that's a chronic problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I, I think that that happens, you know, well, I see a lot of, I have a private practice as well. And I see a lot of couples in the private practice and sometimes, you know, the wife comes in and I start asking her about her husband and, and I start to get a lot more information than I would have had if I just would have talked to, right. to her husband because, you know, people forget or, you know, I usually have them fill out a questionnaire because they, they tend to be a bit more, revealing on the questionnaire than just interviewing them and asking them, you know, so yeah, it's a chronic issue. <laughs> but that part's got to be important for them to be honest. The more honest they are, the better you can serve them. Yes, definitely. Oh, absolutely. I think sometimes they don't even know they're being dishonest. Right. Um, and that was like, kind yeah, of my point. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. He, 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 he ate eight the... and he said he ate one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's very common in my practice and I'm sure it's the same for Dr. Connors that We'll have someone come in and say something, and then you're like, "All right, are you taking any other medications or any other supplements?" They're like, "No." And then five minutes later, in the conversation, they start telling you that they're taking some off the shelf or uh, something else that their friend gave them, but it wasn't prescribed by a doctor. But they don't consider a medication or a um, supplement for that. 
How long has this been around what you guys are doing, um, t- testing people's blood and, and then offering them supplementation, hormonal supplementation? Well, I mean, actually pellets, um, testosterone pellets have been around since the 1950s. So it's, they've actually been around a long time. It's definitely getting to, you know, the tide is changing with medicine going more towards regenerative and preventative medicine. So in the last probably five years, it's definitely gotten to be a a more popular option for patients. Um, so, but it has actually been around for a long time. And then in 2000, I think it was back in 2000, there was a big study, at least for women. I've only been treating men for about five years, but for women, there, there was a huge study in 2000 that showed a slightly increased risk of breast cancer with a substance called Prempro, which is, which is synthetic hormones, Premarin and um, synthetic progestins. So Every that was very controversial, and everyone stopped using hormones and was very scared after that. It only showed a very, very slightly increased risk of breast cancer, but it was using hormones that we don't really use anymore. No one uses Prempro anymore, so um, so it's actually it's actually been around for a really long time. So it just kind of stopped there in two thousand and came to a screeching halt, and then we've just been rebuilding since. And, and okay, and then on the on the um, on the male side, um, the issue I guess has been well. I guess the issue is also the same thing that's made it so attractive. All all the talk that we hear about testosterone, it's always I mean how it popped up in my life first obviously is the Hulk Hogan's, the Arnold Schwarzeneggers, and then Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire. I don't know how old you guys are, but that was like that was like a huge um, thing in my life. Like, yeah. um, and. And so, so there was this, there was a stigma that it was illegal. Do you know what I mean? Like almost like only the mob does it only, <laughs> on, you know what I mean? It's like illegal. Yeah. And then slowly you started seeing um, in, in air, in the back of airplane uh, magazines, there was this one doctor, he was older, like 70 and like bald and had these little, you know, like the old silver glasses, but he was jacked. Do you know which guy I'm talking about? No. no. He was like the I feel testosterone. like I've seen it. I mean, that is child. such a clear picture. I feel like I've seen it. So, <laughs> so, so, so it, <laughs> are, 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 this is a, this is a legal thing to, to supplement your hormones. It's legal. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally legal. It's, yeah. It's, and it's actually very safe, but I mean, people like Jose Canseco, I mean, they were young. I mean, how old were they when they were? Oh, in their twenties probably. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's totally different than someone that's in their forties or fifties and needs to put that back. I mean, if you, if you put testosterone to Jose Canseco, his love, his level was probably around a thousand to start with. So you put more into him. He's at 2000, 3000, who knows what level they're at. So he's like superhuman at that point. Cause he already, ha- already has plenty of testosterone, but a, a, a normal male at 52 goes through andropause. His testosterone may be 100 to 300. So you're, you're just trying to get him back to a, you know, a level that he was in, had at, in his twenties and thirties. Is, is he going to feel like he was when he was 20, 30? Probably not, but he's going to feel much better. So that's- I had, I had a friend in his 40s who got on human growth hormone. He said he felt like he was 18 again. Oh, well, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, typically I will mainly do testosterone. Growth hormone, um, there's not as much information and it is very expensive to get, but if you can be on both testosterone and growth hormone, then yeah, you're definitely going to probably feel like you're 18. If you can tolerate it, tolerate the side effects. Okay. 
and, and we'll get to those the side effects. Um, uh, what's what's andropause? That's something that every every man goes through. I don't like the, yeah, the so, word pause in there. Is it called like? Is it really andra end? Andrew, you're over. I think it's similar because like menopause, they decided to throw right. andropause. Oh, in there. great! Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, they're being inclusive. So sweet of them. Yeah, exactly. Men menopause. It's a newer, it's a newer term that's just starting to be accepted now by men because they didn't believe that men went through an andropause, but now, now we definitely, well, we're checking levels, so we see that men go through a similar thing that women do. What are some of the symptoms? I know a guy who just turned fifty. I'm curious. I want to. I want to help him out. What are some of the symptoms of andropause? A few questions now. Actually. Yes. Fatigue, anxiety, irritability, mood changes. Um, sexual side effects, loss of morning erections, loss of sex drive. I always, I always tell people like that is that for me, that's the, that's the cure to like, um, if you ever have erectile dysfunction, if you want a hard on before you go to bed, you drink a big glass of water. And when you wake up this thing, well, I don't know if it's not like, it's like kind of like a fake hard on. It's like a fake erection. You know what I mean? The thing it's like, it's full of, yeah, that's a bladder erection. Yeah. But they're, but they're useful. They're crazy useful. They don't come with a lot of baggage. You're not like, and they're like, they're like, they're like this, you know what I mean? Like this gold stapler and they're completely useful. They are. I'm telling you. I don't you. know that that works for everybody. Maybe. All right. Well, it are just they means that just... to do an experiment. Let's get 50 men and see if that works. I, I, I mean, feel like they're more for show. I don't know if that is that. Useful. They are. They are for show, yeah. but they work too. They work too. <laughs> they work. Yeah. Oh, they totally work. They're actually even. They're actually even more effective, I think. But that's it. What's we'll maybe we'll get into that okay, later well, on okay, in the show. Okay, well, I don't know scientific research on that one, but yeah. I'm no doctor. I'm no. I'm. Just, I'm just. I'm a stud. I'm an N of one. I'm just. <laughs> Let's interview 10 men and see if they did that. <laughs> How they do. So, so if, what if I, what if I'm 50 and I don't have those um, symptoms, but I still want to get the blood work. Do, do I still want to get the blood work done? Well, I mean, if you're not having any of those problems, the thing I always tell patients about starting hormones or starting testosterone if you're not if you feel good once you start it you're you're never going back so because it's that good well yeah and if and you don't you're never going to want to go back to feeling the way you did before right damn it usually (laughs) yeah yeah i get it if you feel really good and i do have i do have plenty of patients that feel good they feel good in their 50s it's some you know, and they, they don't have a lot of symptoms. So if you're someone that, that works out a lot and has a, has a, you may have a lot of natural testosterone already. And so you may still feel good, but, but people that are not working out, they're not athletes. Typically by 52, they're not going to be feeling well. I, I, I see men with these beautiful bodies who are, you know, younger than me, 15 years younger than me. And then, the, and then they, you know, on, on uh, social media, they'll post their testosterone and it'll be pretty low. Well, what they say is low, I guess like three to three to 400. Is that low? Yeah, that's low. But yeah, I have seen it. I have seen that in some patients they, that do have, that do have still have really good muscle mass and their testosterone levels will still be low. I, I, is that I, how doctors say someone has a nice body? Oh, you have some nice muscle mass. 
<laughs> that's the, that's the scientific. That's the, yeah. that's the, I'm not hitting on you. It almost sounds like more. It actually sounds say more like him. <laughs> you have some nice muscle mass. It almost sounds more. I, I went. <laughs> I went for a physical uh, at Kaiser in Vallejo. I was doing a trip to Africa. I was in my. Well, that was your first mistake, Kaiser. What? Right, right. Well, and and uh, they're not the, going to do any hormones at Kaiser. Yeah, this and this this isn't about hormones, really. This is just total. This is just me us talking with, amongst friends. Uh, and um, this doctor, I was in my third. Oh, it's probably my early thirties, and um, I had to get naked for this physical. And this doctor touched my penis. It was a male doctor. This doctor touched my penis with no gloves. Oh, that's yeah. not appropriate, right? Um. I would I would not do that. No, Damien, you ever touched uh, uh, one of your patients' penis without gloves? I haven't. Uh, Carolina, I hate to put you on the spot. Have you? That well, I'm a gynecologist too, so that would be like me touching someone's vagina without gloves. And no, I have never ever done that. Yeah, it was crazy. I remember I was like kind of having an out of body experience a little bit when he did that. It was like I just popped out over here. I'm like, yo, he didn't have gloves on. He didn't have gloves on and then took them off, right? <laughs> the nuances, the yeah. nuances. <laughs> oh, it was so weird. It was so weird. And, 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 but for me, I just chalked it up as like a buy experience. I'm like, okay, well, I chalked that up in the, in the resume. I'm, on my LinkedIn, I went over there and said, bye. <laughs> Crazy. Good call. Uh, that's that's no. interesting. <laughs> True story. True story. Well, like I said, that's your first mistake. When, how think, long ago was this? I think my... My T count skyrocketed. I'm 50 now. Is probably I was, I think it had to have been in my early 30s, 30, 31, 32. So, and I'm sorry, I'm I'm ignorant on the podcast. <laughs> I did watch the one from your latest one, but I'm assuming you're you're very active. You work out a lot. You uh, very yes, yeah. So, yeah. So you're. I mean, I'm old. It's like it's it's like if 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 you, if Matt saw me work out, he would laugh. But I'm like in my mind, I'm a fucking rock star. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got some capacity. He works yeah. out. Don't let him fool you. Don't let him fool you. So you're not. I mean, you know, we should just check your levels and see where you're at. Because oh I mean, no, I'm scared. I'm scared. Yeah, you, yours <laughs> yeah. are probably actually pretty good because you do work out a lot. But but I don't sleep. But I don't sleep. See, that's yeah, that's definitely part of it. That's part of andropause whenever you, you start going through it. So they're definitely probably not what they were when you were 25 or 35. I, and, I'm, and I'm in a lot of physical pain. Yeah. Like well, when I wake up in the morning, I'm in a, and, and I have a feeling if I, if I, if I did um, uh, get my blood work and did get on the protocol, I have a feeling my pain would go away, subside. Yeah. It, w- it does help a lot with that as well. Yeah. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till I'm. I don't know what I'm going to wait for. I'm going to watch what happens to Gary first. Gary Roberts. Gary, Gary's. Gary's. Uh, I think going to partake. Okay. Okay. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. So, so someone calls in, and so, so someone goes to the website, um, um, and it's California Hormones, and um, uh, and I apologize. I haven't asked any questions about women yet, and I need to ask questions about women too, because because I just didn't think that this was for women, but but I'm, but I'm learning it is. Well, yeah, yeah. It's for it's for both both men and women. Both women have hormones too. Yeah, women's are much much more complicated, I, and you know they have more more hormones that we need to replace. But yeah, for no both- shit, I would have never known that. I thought you guys were so simple. <laughs> That's true. Complicated. <laughs> so okay, so um, I'm 
uh, I'm interested in, in doing it. And what I do is I would go, oh, so I come to this website and, and, and I, the first where how do I, I can just sign up with you guys. And then you tell you find a blood lab in my area. I go to the blood lab, they do a draw in the process. And then that blood lab sends the, um, data to you guys. And then from there, you guys become my doctors and tell me what you think. Correct. Yep. It's that so simple. We, yep. There's labs all across. I mean, for instance, California or throughout the United States that we have a national account with that we could just send you pretty much anywhere that's close to your locality. There's a lab somewhere in every city. And it's really that easy. I click on here. Mm-hmm. I fill out my name and that stuff. You tell me where to go to a blood lab or, 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 or I look one up in my area and then I will take care of it. You take care of it. And then I go to the blood lab. I don't look like that. I don't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then what happens? Okay. So, so let's say I did that and let's say you got my, my, what, what numbers would you be looking at on the blood? Like, I know what this is going to mean. This is going to be fine. Sorry. This is going to get really slow here. So my blood glows, goes to you guys. And what do you guys look at? So we look at all the hormones, um, testosterone for males. Yeah. Testosterone mainly and free testosterone is really important. Estrogen males do also have estrogen. We, um, so we do check that. Um, and then we'll check thyroid. So all the main hormones, I don't check progesterone in men. Some, some people do, but I don't. Um, and then also a blood count, uh, uh, and then a PSA to check the prostate, um, what else am I leaving out? I had that thing checked too. That wasn't fun. I didn't like that. Did he use a glove? <laughs> yeah, well, it was weird. He did use a glove and he I, I used a glove then. <laughs> he did use a glove and he was nice, but I was trying to like think like is it does he hate this more than me or do I hate this more than him? Like I was just like this, like is he like, oh fuck, I went to school for fucking 12 years and now I'm sticking fingers and do Anyway, then oh, a week later, he 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 calls me and he says, "Hey, your your prostate's um it wasn't perfectly symmetrical or something. I I want you to go see a specialist." And then the specialist had to stick his finger in my ass, and I'm just like, I I, I wrote back. I said, "Next time, can I just go straight to the specialist?" <laughs> it's it's it was just yeah. Well, I usually yeah I usually send a lot of my patients just straight to the specialist. I wish I wasn't so finicky about my anus. <laughs> I wish I was more open. I, I want to be more open about it. I'm an open kind of guy, but that. Hey, you got some advice. Remember, you just got to relax. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't like it? No. Oh, that's because it's your fault. Someone told me. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I'd rather send to the urologist. I'm like, I don't do that part. Guys were like, why don't you just do it? I'm like, no, no, no. That, you're going to the urologist. <laughs> I don't you're, do that. You're, you're nice. That's very nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jeffrey. I appreciate the, uh, I appreciate the, <laughs> Oh, Tr- Trina, you're a woman. Like you should be, this is when you walk away from the podcast, you don't participate in the barrage of comments that these disgusting men say. Uh, okay. Okay. You did have a comment though from, uh, from Mr. Robert. Uh, can you describe what, Anastrol. Are we getting ahead of ourselves? Do we allow that question? Yeah, is that a real question. Yeah. Okay, yeah. go ahead. We can go over that question. Yeah, an astrozole. Okay. An astrozole is a, an estrogen blocker. So whenever you're giving testosterone therapy, testosterone will convert to estrogen, and so that's whenever you hear about 
you know, men that are doing testosterone or other, or the juicers, you know, they're getting gynecomastia. So, or they're getting boobs. Yeah. So, so when testosterone converts to estrogen, that, that can happen. So you want to make sure an, uh, a male's estrogen doesn't get too high. So they don't have side effects like that. Typically when you're just doing testosterone replacement therapy, it's going to be very rare that you get it, get a male with gynecomastia, but an astrazole will block that conversion of that enzyme from testosterone to estrogen. Wow. Good question. Wad zombie. That's like, that's like a $5 question. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it, it was almost like a test. Like trying to, answer to that one. <laughs> I, I felt like they were trying to find out if you were a real doctor. Like that was like a test. <laughs> he just looked that up. Yeah. It, 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 is she just one from uh, Getty images or is she a real doctor? <laughs> okay. And, and then, and then how does that work? So let's say you see, what would be a typical thing you would see in, in let's say, a, a man of my age, a 50-year-old man? What would be like, just can you give me like, pretend like you saw my blood work and you could be like, okay, your testosterone was this, your estrogen was this, your thyroid was this? Yeah, exactly. So okay. well, I, well, I would take, I would give you a questionnaire and we would go through your symptoms, what you're having. And typically when people come in, they're complaining of you know, lack of sleep or, yeah joint pains, all those things. So I look, so I, I look at that and then my I wife's been with the gardener. <laughs> <laughs> they, they tell me these things too. Okay. Okay. So, that's all part of it. But yeah, so I look at your testosterone, someone that's in their fifties, probably if you're having issues, it could be anywhere from, it could be anywhere from 100 to 500. So typically 500 would be on the higher end for someone that's 50. And and one hundred is like is like one third of what Leah Thomas has. I mean, a hundred is what we shoot for in females. So when we're right. replacing it for females, we're shooting for about one fifty to two fifty. So typically, males are about ten times higher than females. But in someone that's in andropause, their you know their testosterone might be yeah. I mean, five hundred will be a high higher number. Like a lot of times, it's around three hundred. So if a man's is normally a, a 10 times higher, what you'd want to see in a, in, in a man is a thousand and in a woman is a hundred. Well, so yes, in a male that in a male, that's probably 25. I don't know. I was just watching your, your podcast from last night and that guy, that I'm sorry. Won. It embarrasses me when I find out people watch my podcast. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> that guy, the guy that won, I mean, that guy's got to be oozing testosterone. I would love to see what his level is. Justin. I I mean, he's got to be like fourteen hundred naturally. I don't know. I would love to see who. Who is that? Oh, Justin Medeiros, the guy that won the competition. I mean, so, so, but you know, what is he like? Twenty one. Twenty three. Yeah. Twenty three. Yeah. So I mean, but anyway, so so a female, so a male is usually about ten times as much as female, but a a natural female is going to be somewhere from twenty to seventies typically. So, but when we replace it in women, we actually go for super therapeutic levels. So, one fifty to two fifty is a little high for a female. And, and and the same and the same symptoms for females: um, uh, fatigue, uh, joint pain, uh, moodiness, moodiness, anxiety. Anxiety is a is a really um, oh shit big problem with menopause. So you notice as you know, I don't know if you're married or <laughs> yeah yeah uh, three wives three wives <laughs> well over time you may notice as they get older they get a little crankier you know and they start 
not, you know, just not having the same energy, not wanting to have sex, just, just not feeling well. Oh, I thought she was just into being tied up and held down. That's weird. Maybe I misread that. <laughs> hey, um, she'll want to be tied up even more if you put her on testosterone. You mean when she's screaming, no, she means it. Um, uh, Susan, can you pull up um anxiety? I want to see the definition of that word anxiety. I have, I have had, I only get anxiety if I'm like right before I'm about to do some crazy public speaking or right before the podcast starts, like a few seconds before it starts, my anxiety levels fucking skyrocket. Yeah. Well, I've had anxiety since they told me I had to do this. Right. Okay, good. Well, that my job is to like try to lower yours and my anxiety at the same time. Uh, a feeling of worry or nervousness, unease, typically about imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. Yeah. That's how every podcast is. It's like, oh shit. I'm like, my brain starts up and it gets really loud. Okay. Okay. And so it, it, um, I wonder what, what is the mechanism of that? Why does, why does, um, low testosterone levels make someone, um, have, I I would characterize it as a hyperactive mind, right? A noisy mind. It could be a noisy mind, but also the heart's racing, you know, you're, some people have chest pain They're sweating, um, you know, can be a temperature regulation issue. Um, but I, I mean, it, ha- it also has to do with the brain and neurotransmitters and hormones can control that as well. I don't know. I can't say that I know the exact mechanism of how, how it works, but it works on the brain and, you know, hormones, they're messengers. So they, the receptor, the receptors in the brain, so that can help relieve anxiety. My friends in the past, young men who've who've taken uh, – I don't even know what it was, but they were pills and they were steroids, and these guys got fucking huge and strong. Another thing that they had is they had this sort of presence about them that women just kind of um, gravitated towards. It was was crazy. It was – there's definitely like, I, I think that's definitely a thing too. I mean, because there's pheromones that, and like supposedly men can smell when a woman is ovulating. <laughs> so, so I have three kids. I think it's true. <laughs> so I definitely think that if, if someone has more testosterone, women are going to be more a- attracted to them. It's just like chemistry and signaling. And I don't know, I don't know exactly how that works. I don't think, I don't think anybody does, but I definitely think if someone has a higher testosterone level that, that it's they, just naturally, they're going to, you know, it's all about reproduction. That's the whole point. Right? Yeah. They would have three wives and seven camels. That's, that's correct. <laughs> if they have. Well, I was actually reading about it, you know, preparing for this podcast and on Wikipedia, it says that uh, men that have higher testosterone levels are. Well, maybe I shouldn't even say this. This is not. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. We'll, uh, everyone, everyone stop no, listening. No. Use the bathroom while the doctor talks. <laughs> Wikipedia says that uh, testosterone can, uh, you know, that some men that have higher testosterone levels are, uh, can possibly be more likely to be promiscuous or, or cheat on their wives or. Oh, well, if it's being, yeah. I mean, if the opportunities are there, every time there's an exit on the freeway, there's a chance you might take it. Yeah, (laughs) but this is different in testosterone replacement. If you're just replacing it, getting you back to a normal level, then, you know, not promoting that that's true. That's what Wikipedia says. (laughs) That really is an interesting thing, though, comparison. You're driving down the road and you don't want a cup of coffee, but you see there's a Starbucks a mile ahead and you pull over and get some. (laughs) I mean, you see the analogy there, right? Similarly? (laughs) Yes. Like, okay. 
So. so yeah, so so those those and there was definitely something about these guys, and it wasn't just women who were attracted to them; men were attracted to them too. You wanted to be around these people. They was um, it, it, there was a uh, uh, I, I guess the slang term would be like a cocksureness, a sureness about mm-hmm. them. Like they were the it's, rooster. It's they, yeah, yes, but 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 not in an arrogant way. But they were there. Yeah, and you're right. It may, it, yeah, they were there. It definitely gives you confidence. So it gives you confidence and you, you just feel better. You feel in, and when you feel better and you, and you're happy and you're not anxious and you, you have more confidence. What, what can go wrong? Cocksure. Oh, sorry. Hold on one second. Cock, great. Thank you, Susan. Cocksure. Cocksure. I didn't think I didn't know it was spelled like that. Uh, presumptuously or arrogantly confident. Just be the urban dictionary. I don't know. That's what a great, that says Oxford. <laughs> but anything's oxford now <laughs> um what are the what are the um uh how does it mix with the the, the vaccine what if i have 75 boot never mind i'm not even gonna go down there uh i mean i haven't seen any issues with i mean i'm not always asking them if they've been vaccinated for testosterone replacement but i haven't had any don't issues. you if, if they're not vaccinated don't you have to put on 17 masks and 35 layers of ppe or? <laughs> i don't do that i mean we've started to not wear masks finally but i see a lot of pregnant women too so we still wear masks for them but um so so what can go wrong so so I, let's say i do that you go through my my uh blood work and, and sorry before we say what can go wrong what would be some of the things you would um you and damien would have prescribe What's that like? What's that look like? Is it shots? Is it pills? And what are they? And how do I get them? Yeah, I don't know. Do you want to start? Yeah, there's (laughs) sure. There's different. You could definitely start with shots. There's also creams that could be done. There's also we could implant pellets that has a slow release. So there's different different ways to get this um, medicine derived. Some people prefer are capable injecting themselves. Other people prefer creams, compounded creams. And, and 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 what are what are in those creams? Is it not only is it not only testosterone but estrogen? It, like, well, what what types of things do you yeah, prescribe so, in so those it, things? So and I where do the pellets get inserted? In the fat of your booty. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, off to the side of the anus. Yeah, not in the anus. <laughs> right, it's not a suppository. <laughs> no. Your anxiety went up again. Yeah, yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. So it's inserted. We make an incision on the side of the hip. And for men, they need about 10 pellets, 10 to 12, depending on the, on the male and their weight. It's based on weight. So, but it sits, it sits in the subcutaneous fat and it usually dissolves for about six to seven months. How and, big and are the what's, pellets? what's that? How big are the pellets? They're about this big, like a pill. They look like a pill, but a up. larger, skinnier pill. And what's the best to take the injection, the cream, or the pellets? Well, it depends on the age of the person. So it really depends on the age of the person because you could treat, um, you know, you could treat a lot of, and it whether whether or not they want to maintain fertility. So some of my guys prefer injections. Some of my guys prefer pellets. So, but you never want to give you never want to give injections to to a, a male that wants to have a child at some point. Because the one thing about injections that you, if you want, and that's the other reason I say don't ever start testosterone therapy until you're ready or until your levels are pretty low. Because if 
if someone that had normal levels started using testosterone injections and then they decided to stop, they'll never get back to their natural levels again that they had before. Only, only, uh, regarding injections. Only regarding injections. That's what I don't, I don't really know exactly about pellets because most of the people that are doing pellets are older, but from, from what I know that doesn't do that with the pellets, but I mean, they always say that, you know, they always say, Oh no, that doesn't happen. So I'm not, Oh, you sound like an honest doctor. That's incredible. (laughs) Uh, why wouldn't you want, if I was still, if I wanted to have kids, why wouldn't I do the injections? Does it, it messes with my sperm, my swimmers? Yeah. It's basically male birth control. It so what, what would it change the viscosity of my semen? Would it change the, like, when I saw it, would it feel different when it came out or look different? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I don't All think right. it's going to be, I don't think it's going to, well, it might, I don't know. <laughs> We'd have to do a study on that. It's a thing yeah, when people easy. are like, Hey, you should get your tubes tied. I'm like, fuck that. This mixture is perfect. It feels great when it comes out. I don't want you to change the fucking like makeup of the, but people say it feels the same, but like, I'm worried if you take the swimmers out, you might lose some of the something. Yeah, Damien, I, how, Damien, did this well, I don't know. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> are you like, concerned about the distance? What I've, no- what I've noticed personally, no, not the vas- distance. <laughs> what I've noticed personally after vasectomy is there's a lot less volume, which to me is appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm not okay with it. Hey, how, how about with women? How about with Perfect. women? Did, does it affect? Um, does it affect them at all? Does it affect their vaginas at all? Like, like when a woman's pregnant, the vagina's, I mean, the vagina is already a great place, but when a woman's pregnant, it's like the greatest place on earth. It's like, (laughs) well, well during pregnancy that, I mean, your hormones are just through the roof. Like everything is, is highly, highly elevated. Yeah. It's like the vagina is always on. It's like yeah. just always it's all it's showtime. Yeah. It's like it's it's ready. Until um, but, baby comes out and then, then, then there's showtime. No so that. curtains closed. Uh, yes. But but does that does it does when women when women get on these types of therapies, does it increase their libido or decrease? Yes. It does. It increases it. Their libido. Yes. And a lot of women will suffer from vaginal dryness as they get into, you know, their fifties. And so it it definitely helps with that too. Wow. Okay. Well, that that was I was wondering that was a, when I first heard about this. That was w- one of the first things I thought. I go. I want. I wonder if it does any damage to the vagina. Like like fucks it up at all. But no. No. It's, the, no, it's actually yeah. It's 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 great for the vagina actually. And I actually and that is actually what I thought. I wonder if it turns it into a desert. <laughs> no. If, if you don't give hormones, eventually by, I mean, I have some women in their sixties that are not on hormones, and eventually, yeah, they'll they'll start. It'll start. It'll shrink. And it will become really thin and it becomes dry. They can't become lubricated. It's harder for them to have an orgasm. So naturally, that's what will happen over time. Definitely after 50. Some people will experience before that. Wow, it's almost like they don't want to have kids anymore after 50. Well, yeah, it's it's kind of like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what we used to die after 50. So crazy. You know, it's just evolution. I think over time, we're going to start menopause is going to be later. Later. Because because we're, we're living longer, later. we're having we're living longer, and we're having kids later. I mean, my average patient is you know thirty five now, and I have lots of women in their forties having babies. So my, 
my wife didn't ha- my wife had uh, her first our first baby at 39 and our um twins at 43 mm-hmm. yeah so that's i mean Cal- especially in california i mean who can well who that was can- illegal the, they were both illegal <laughs> we had him at home. She's oh, wow. too old. That she old ladies can't have babies at home in California. California is fucked up. Yeah. What do you mean, especially in California? I cut you off. Meaning that w- women are exercise more here or healthier here? Or? Uh, no, I think it's. I think it's just a financial. It's a lot financial. I mean, it's a lot harder to for you know. So I have a lot of middle, you know patients in the middle class, and if they're you know they're working all the time, they're trying to save money. They want to buy a house. They can't even buy a house. To, I mean. It's so expensive here to buy a house for an average person. And, you know, they're, they're waiting, they're waiting to, to finish their careers and they've saved money to buy a house and then have a baby, you know, every, everybody pushes everything back. So I definitely think California, the age is a lot higher than it is in Texas. I grew up in Texas. So everyone in there had babies in their twenties. I came out here and I, you know, everybody's having babies in their mid thirties. Right. Right. Just the cost of living, I think, is a huge part of it. Right. I'm always I'm always blown away when I see people who have kids in their 20s and 30s now since I waited till I was 43. We, we're definitely meant to have kids. Or females are meant to have kids in their 20s. I love yeah, it when I get a 20 year old that's pregnant. I'm like, oh, yes, this is going to go very easy. <laughs> they just they just come in and they have a baby. No problem. Right. Uh, medium home price in the Bay Area has risen to nine hundred ninety six thousand and inflation adjusted 70 percent increase since 2012. Wow. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard for people to to live here. Million dollar fixer uppers. Yeah. Two bedroom, one one bath, five hundred square feet, nine hundred thousand yeah. dollars. So um pe- people send in their blood work, then they then they um they you and Damien will per- or are there other I'm assuming there's other doctors also? Mm-hmm. Will prescribe a protocol for them. And do you start off slow? Does it start off slowly? And how do you have to commit to 12 months? Do you have to commit to the rest of your life? Like you were saying, you probably won't ever come off. Um, and how soon before you start seeing some like, wow, something's changing? Yeah, I guess it depends on the patient um, and the patient's results. Um, let's say if we were replacing uh, mid 40s with testosterone replacement therapy, they'll start noticing small changes early, but if you're thinking about getting the body changes, the lean body mass and decreasing like abdomen, uh, like fat, and you're looking at probably like starting to see maybe like four to six weeks, depending, like you could start, start seeing small changes, but they start, will feel that confidence. They'll start feeling better. And majority, a lot of people that come to us don't want to look like, well, I mean, I'm sure everyone wants to look like Brad Pitt and fight club, but some people want to come and see us and actually just want to feel better and have more of a quality of life. And that to them is one of the reasons why Dr. Conner was saying that people don't come off it. It's because they feel so good on it. They don't want to come back. They may not get the six packs they wanted, but they just feel good. So I guess it depends on the patient. Um, but most of them get the mental clarity and the confidence and feeling better. My, uh, that's obviously the first, um, I guess, benefits of it. Does everybody see body composition change? Most most people will. Most people will have guys. Guys, I feel like are a slam dunk. I mean, they'll they'll see an increase in their muscle mass. They'll lean out. Females, it's a lot harder to to get them to lean out, even if they're exercising and dieting. And but men will. It, once you replace testosterone and growth hormone in men, you'll you'll see them 
increase in, in muscle mass and lean out pretty quickly. I mean, it usually takes, if you're using pellets, it usually takes about two weeks for it to kick in. But I mean, you won't see the full benefits of testosterone therapy, like the actual good health benefits. You'll see increase in, in bone mass or bone mineral density. Um, there's a decreased risk of Alzheimer's disease. There's, there's cardiac benefits, like those kind of benefits you won't see for probably two years. So it really depends on that. And and then we treat people depending on their age. And if like, I look at it, what age are you and what are you, do you want to have kids? Or are you, or are you past that and you're done with that? Those, those people will be on it probably forever. If you're, if you're done with kids, you're closer to andropause or you're in your forties and fifties, you probably stay on it forever. Someone that is coming to us in, in their thirties and might want to do it for a little bit and, and then wants to have kids later, you could, you could put them on Clomid, which, um, which helps to, which actually increases their fertility. More swimmers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is it really more swimmers? Is that how it better fertility? Yeah, yes. It can definitely help with fertility because it's, so it's, it depends on which side of the pituitary you're working on. So test, like I was saying earlier, testosterone is like male birth control. So for, for <clears> females, we give them back estrogen and progesterone, and that inhibits their pituitary. So it inhibits their brain to send the signals to make the ovary ovulate. So in, in the same thing with a man, so you're, so you're working on the pituitary, you're inhibiting those signals from the front end to, to make more hormones from your ovaries or the testes. So with Clomid, you're, you're push, you're, you're, pushing the the forward part of the cycle. So you're pushing more of the signaling hormones down to the testes to make more sperm. So, so, okay. so uh, sorry, were you going to say something, Matt? Or did someone say something? Loaded. No. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> um, well, go, go back for a second. Um, you said it takes – go back to the benefits thing again. Sorry, what, what, one more um, – one more time, go over that. I, I I wasn't listening as well as I should have been. You talked about the um, something that happens at the two year mark. What was that? Oh well, that the, the two year mark, you'll see the inc- you'll see an increase in bone mineral density. No so shit. Increased risk of osteo osteoporosis and osteopenia. Who so who shouldn't do this? I think everyone that's fifty and over should do it. What about have a natural testosterone level already? So I've I have I have you know a couple of patients that are very that are super active, and I've ha- have a couple that their that their testosterone their testosterone levels are still fairly fairly good, like in their seventies, um, in the seventies females, um, and and they feel fine. So if their natural level is still really good, but if someone's natural level is is zero or nine then yeah they i i think they need it but the thing Wait, is, did you say zero yeah there there are plenty of people that they're level zero a, a female when she goes through menopause at 52 her estrogen is zero her progesterone is zero and her testosterone is probably 10 or less the level what's the lowest a dude can go i've i've seen men with levels of zero and are you like, do you, do you be like, okay, get more blood work? Like, do you have to double check that one? Are yeah, you like, wait a second. Yeah, double checked it like three times. <laughs> no shit. Hmm. So. Are you sure it was a man? <laughs> yes. You check that too. Uh, we're going to have to do a cup check here. I, that one I'm still stumped by. And so were most of the doctors that, um, you know, I don't know. Hey, so, so what if, what if someone's testosterone, what if someone's, um, uh, 29 years old they have okay. two kids already 
they're done and they they come in and they test and their testosterone levels 500 but they want it to be a thousand if they want it to be a thousand then yeah i mean 500 yeah they they could do they could do either injections cream or pellets at that point so i mean but they are but they're 29 so they're signing up i mean and you know it, it a lot of this is not covered by insurance so you know it gets expensive too how, how much is it well it it i'll have damien go over that <laughs> there's a bunch of different different price points but um basically starting at a monthly subscription of 200 so it can get pricey and then the growth hormone gets up it's basically around a thousand so 200 minimum um, i spend that much on coffee every month oh actually that's not true probably 400 <laughs> so and then and, and is it better to quit drinking coffee when you do this? Like, could I take my coffee money? Yeah, and... a lot of times you won't need as much coffee. Yeah, that could be my thing. That could a be a lot of my thing. patients say they need a lot less coffee. Two hundred a month sounds so cheap to me. Well, it it depends on what you're doing. I mean, yeah, for you know, for the subscriptions, then yeah, they're going to be around two hundred. That you know, maybe the cream or the injections um, for pellets. We usually charge in my practice 800 for the males, but that will last them six to seven months. But growth hormone can get very pricey and peptides can get pricey as well. Yeah, that's crazy. 800 bucks for six months. I mean, to fill, fill up my, my, my minivan that I drive my kids around in, which lowers my testosterone, uh, <laughs> that thing's like 112 bucks to fill up now. Uh, yeah there's there's actually i'll send you over the formula i've done a study uh the the for for, for every five minutes you stay in it how many points of testosterone you lose i'll send that over to you Dr. <laughs> caroline <laughs> afterwards that trip maybe we can work on a paper together and put it in the new england journal of medicine yes. uh, the mini the minivan <laughs> Uh, we have a couple um, studies we need to do after this talk <laughs> what what if um what if I, what if I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to work out? Well, yeah, yeah, let's go here first. What if I'm not going to work out and I'm not going to change my diet and I'm just doing this? You think that that's about, should, should there be a complete plan? I mean, it seems like it's such a, um, it's such a fun experiment. I mean, it's your body and you're, and you're, and you're going to experiment with it. Um, and you're going to partake in something that has such great potential to help you that if you're not going to bother changing your diet or, or start working out, then is it kind of like, Hey, you just don't do it. You're not ready. Like, is there, is there, a, well, I would say that most of it's the, it's like drinking a cup of coffee right before you go to bed. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. No, most of the population, I think, well, in California, actually people are much healthier in other States. People, people don't, you know, don't work out as much, but I think the, Half of the population, probably in California, is not really exercising or dieting. No one so, at Disney. No one at Disneyland is. <laughs> so I mean, you're getting them back to. A, I mean, you're still giving them benefits, even if they're not exercising and, and eating right. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. I think some people will get that, the energy boost, the better sleep, the, and then if they're on it long enough, they could get the increased bone density and cardiovascular without necessarily going through an extreme regimen of working out right. um, but some people might just want to get through their day their work day um, and getting if they are getting depressed it could help with depression not that it's a cure for depression but it can make them feel in a better mood 
Why? Why wouldn't? Why? Be, the only thing I've heard you say, um, and, and I appreciate your complete transparency and honesty about it. The only thing I can, I've heard you say that makes me think that someone shouldn't do it is that of it, it's a, the commitment. Yes. Yeah. It's a commitment. I don't see, I mean, some people are, I sort of get this fear that like, what if we're like, what if I lived in the Ukraine and I was, and I was doing this and fucking my doctor died and then the, and then the testosterone plant manufacturing plant blew up. I'd be like, Oh fuck. Well, I do. I mean, I'm, I'm on testosterone too. And I've, and I have that fear because you know, the FDA is, is constantly trying to shut this whole thing down because the pharmaceutical companies, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're trying to shut down the compounding pharmacies. And so, you know, there's always this fear that we're not going to be able to get it. And me and my partner at work, we're both like, well, we're going to jump over the border to Mexico and find it because we, you know, I mean, it's, it makes you feel so much better. I mean, I, I couldn't do my job as well if I, if I wasn't on it, but I don't see, I mean, unless you have some major side effects from it, I mean, it can cause some acne in females, like it can cause some acne and hair growth, but there's other things that we can do to minimize those symptoms. So I don't see really any reason not to do it, except unless in certain patients that have um, hormonal cancers, like um, someone that already has prostate, a man that already has prostate cancer, and if they have um, testosterone receptors on the prostate cancer, then you can't give that male testosterone. Oh, it, it, that would be like juicing up the cancer cells. Yeah. So, or growth hormone too. If you had some sort of cancer already there, it will, it could possibly make that tumor grow. So, and in a patient that has breast cancer, I mean, are there a few patients that have had breast cancer that I will treat with hormones, but, um, I'm very selective on those patients depends on the type of cancer. So, but a lot of those women cannot, cannot take hormone therapy yeah there's other dudes who've had cancer and gone through chemo and then got on testosterone replacement therapy and just like they're just jacked yeah so i mean yeah that that i would be a little more i would definitely consult with the urologist and work closely with them if someone was ever going to get on it afterwards i just got this thing in the mail fuck we're swerving again i just got this thing in the mail from kaiser and it's a it's a it's an envelope and there was a sheet of paper in it and instructions and you you open the sheet of paper and you set it on top of the toilet and then you take a deuce on it and then they gave me this and they gave me this plastic stick that i'm supposed to like you know hit the deuce with and then like put a top on it and turn it oh wow so they're sending that to your house. They sent that to my house. They, I didn't even ask for it. They're just like they just send it to. They probably send it to all their patients. Yeah, and 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 I feel old because I don't. I, 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 I we already talked. I got a raging heart on every morning. It's on demand. One glass of water. I I'm I I I don't need a lot of sleep. I work out three times a day. My podcast is exploding. My wife can't keep her hands off me, but. But I still feel like a fucking old man when they send you shit like that. Uh, uh, I'm going to need you to uh, take a shit on this piece of paper and then swap. It's like, (laughs) what? Who told you I was 50? (laughs) So you still feel really good. I do, except for when I wake up in the morning. I mean, I wake up every morning because I'm in pain. Yeah, I have like crazy back pain. But Crazy. you're also, you're also lift, you're, if you're doing CrossFit, you're lifting heavy weights. Yeah, but I'm a, I do CrossFit light. I'm like, I take the, the women's prescribed weight and divide it by four. And then in half again after that. <laughs> 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 and I'm not joking. 
Oh. I'm not joking. My 50 pound dumbbells haven't seen the light of day in in forever, unless Souza comes over and gets a workout in. <laughs> I'm, I, 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 they may could probably talk about that more. Yeah, are you always in? Is it always back pain regardless of exercise and anything you're doing? Yeah, it's 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 and I've tried a million different beds and I've tried the pillow under the legs and I've tried you know like masturbating three times and praying to God and just every fucking routine and lighting the incense my you know everything and just my back the, my lower back when I wake up in the morning I'm just kind of stuck and I had an MRI and it, it, once again you know the doctor's like oh you have five dead discs in your lower back I'm like okay what are we gonna do he's like oh well, have a good day I'm like fuck. <laughs> You know, your discs are yeah. supposed to be white whenever they MRI them, and mine are just all black. It's been like that for 15 years. I jumped off a roof on mushrooms in college, <laughs> broke my back. I think if I think it, I was done growing. That's not why I'm five five. I was done growing, but <laughs> yeah, I wasn't I mean, the first was... one to do it. There were like 10 guys up there, That's and they the all started jumping off the roof. And I and I was and I was the guy in high school who got picked after like if there were two teams if there were t- team captains all the boys would be picked and then some girls and then me so like I had no athletic ability no coordination no agility and dudes are just jumping off the roof and we're all mushroom like oh I guess we're jumping off the roof and I right, hit the, onto what just onto yeah, a lawn on onto a lawn <laughs> someone's <laughs> lawn how many stories was this just one just off a roof but you know the other guys were like rolling and tucking and rolling and i just landed like i thought i was a superhero i blacked out immediately i hit and whatever happened i i I was knocked out and i came to and that was it god i hope no one's listening to the podcast (laughs) has had back pain ever since i can remember well thank you gary i appreciate it i've been bitching about it and i've known gary for 20 years back check has been confirmed when when did your back pain start? Super curious now. Oh, uh, after that. <laughs> so so you know what happened is is after that my back would go out about four times a year, and whenever it would go out, it would be like crazy shit, right? Like I'm just turning around to wipe my butt or something, or like or anything. I'm reaching on top, and it would just go out, and it would go out so bad that like I would have to drop to all four and like pop like four Vicodin and drink a bottle of wine before like I could move. Like literally, I'd be on the floor there. Then I started CrossFit and. It would only it started only happening like twice a year, but it would always happen when I deadlifted. Always mm-hmm. that or, or or stupid kettlebell swings. You know, like I would be doing cr- kettlebell swings with a seventy pound kettlebell, and something would just go out. But my core got way stronger from doing CrossFit. Just the whole frontal plane got stronger, and I think that helped. And now I'm I mean I'm perfectly mobile. Like I could stand up right now and just touch my toes, no problem, and I can stretch and I'm super flexible. But just when I wake up, that thing is just rigid. You know, that those back five just don't want to move. They're like, uh-uh. Maybe you do that glass of water. Yeah, th- too bad the glass of water. Yeah, maybe it's just the hard-on in the front that's fucking up the back. <laughs> All the blood flow has been yeah. pulled out of the back. Right? Yeah, the blood flow's going the wrong side. Oh, I hope my mom's not listening to this episode. <laughs> my goodness. Uh, yeah, I mean, are you doing specific core exercises to kind of strengthen or loosen or for mobility? Uh, I mean, I stretch, I stretch a lot, you know, like, like I do, I don't know if stretching is the right word, but I, you know, I, I fool around with the splits every, every single day. I, I, I sit, you know, I do child's pose a lot. I, I mean, I'm, I'm moving constantly and I spend a lot of time with my body. I wouldn't, I don't roll, I don't do use rollers or balls. Um, it, it's really just if I, if, if, if I'm lying down for more than five hours, the pain kicks in. Mm-hmm. 
So it's always about six hours into my sleep. It's like, like, so when I, when we were, when we were raising our kids, sorry guys, I'm going to get back on testosterone in a second. I swear. When we first had our kids, I was getting up like every couple hours in the middle of the night. Right. And all, and pretty much my back pain went away at that point. Cause I never was lying down long enough for it to, to hurt, but now we're sleeping again and, uh, and it's back. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, definitely some probably functional movement stuff to kind of keep it moving a little better. It sounds like you're going through a little muscular fatigue. If you're staying in one position, yes. it fails. So there's. It, that's exactly what it feels like. That's exactly what it feels like on the side. Sometimes here, it feels like I have crazy muscular fatigue, crazy. Like it's not even in the spine. It's nuts. Is it spasming? Does it feel like it's. No, spasming? it doesn't spasm, but it's tired. It's t- so tight. tired, like almost like I'm not. Yeah, it's tight and tired. Like, a, like, like, why is that shit work, trying to work when I'm lying down? Like, chill out. And I go in there before I go to sleep, too. Like, I do energy body. I never try to fall asleep. I put all of my attention on anywhere I have aches and pains. My shoulder, you know, um, my back, you know, wherever. I'll put, I, I'm, it can get super duper focused and go into those places. But for some reason, the, that thing gets, so I, I, you know, you know what I mean? I'm trying to put attention there and breathe into it to try to see if what's tight and there's never anything that wants to let go. Okay. Sorry. Well, I'll talk to you off there. I'm sorry. Okay. Back to penises and vaginas. Why? So, so what, what, what are the, what are the long-term um, studies and results of all of this of people who've been on this? What's the longest someone's done this protocol? Oh, that's a good question. Um, What's the oldest patient you guys have? I've I've been doing, I've been doing most of this about five years. So the longest that I've seen personally is someone on it for five years. But like I said, it's been around since the 1950s, but probably I would say, I know that the, the people that I trained with, they've, I think they've been around since 2007. So, and they're, you know, out of the out of the probably the 400 patients that I've treated, no, I haven't had anyone with cancers. No cancers. They all they all mostly feel better. Their health is better. I mean, the thing is, a lot of more people are going to are going to be using well, this, like way the- better, right? Not mm-hmm. just a little bit better. Like people, this is like no joke. Like people are like, <clears throat> holy fuck, I got my life back. Women mm-hmm. that are like, or women and men that are in their mid 50s that haven't had hormones for years, it's like it's it's like magic like i said like a slam dunk like they feel amazingly better women in their 40s they're just starting to or men in their 40s are just starting to have those side effects so so it may not be as like oh wow that's that's amazing but a lot of them feel or or they're not they're just not aware just like you know you talked about earlier about the scones right it's like it's like well they come back sometimes and they'll say well well, what's it supposed to do? <laughs> oh, and then and then as soon and then when it starts wearing off, then they're like, "Oh yeah, now I remember. Now I remember how shitty I felt. Now I remember I feel tired." But yeah, someone that hasn't had hormones for for ten years, it's it's going to be life changing for sure. Jamil, what's the most you've had a client raise his testosterone? Did I pronounce that word right? testosterone with an N at the end Uh, through adjusting their nutrition and workout regimen alone. If they were worried about starting replacement up front, meaning um, um, 
have you ever had anyone come in and you're like, Hey, you need to change your diet. You need to change your sleep. You need to start working out. And then they, and then they come back six months later and they're like, okay, I've been working out three times a day. I've been sleeping a shitload. I'm eating better. And you test their shit. And it's like, Oh, you're all, you're it's up 300 points or that damn dude. It's down. I mean, personally, I've never tested somebody for that. Um, and that when they come to us, typically they're wanting a baseline to kind of grow from. It's not, I haven't had somebody come in person. I don't know if, Caroline has come in and actually just try to raise it naturally and then got on. Um, usually it's people that have exhausted those types without taking precursors or out taking some sort of testosterone building things from diet and exercise. Uh, I'd have to look that up on a study to see what the most somebody's ever raised it. Caroline. What do you think, Jay? Sorry, go ahead. I don't think that you're, well, it depends on it. Okay. If you take, if you take a guy that has, has, has not, has never worked out or you know is or hasn't worked out in a few years and they really get on a diet and exercise program and they're there and then all of a sudden they're a crossfitter you know yes i i would say you'd probably see i don't know i mean i like i said i haven't i haven't really checked someone's levels for that usually when they come to us yeah they've already they've already been working out or they said I've, I've been working out I've changed my diet and I'm still not feeling better or they don't have the energy to work out oh they're like mm-hmm. I'm tired I don't I'm not sleeping so and then they're working you know eight hours a day they're like I don't feel like working out I don't have the energy to work out so mm-hmm. but if you took I'm, I'm sure if you took someone that was never working out and then all of a sudden became a crossfitter I'm sure you would see a jump in that level I would say maybe at least maybe 200 would be the max. That's yeah. just, that's just what I'm guessing. That's you about the levels that we'll get with Clomid. You'll see like a jump probably around two, 300. Yeah. You know, what's interesting actually, now that I think about it, I um, just idiopathically dropped from out of nowhere, dropped down to around like a 400 level. I wasn't supplementing or anything. And then about six months later, it climbed back up to around 650 naturally so i don't know what caused the drop to begin with i don't know what the baseline was before but this was several years ago um could have been some sort of other medication i was taking that dropped it but naturally just by working out more and being more active i guess it rose about two. same as what caroline said about 200 220 200 but i wasn't trying to it just and you were younger how old were you when that happened i want to say i was in my late 20s i don't know what happened maybe who knows? Add everything that would drop, drop your tea happened to me. That happened to me. And all of a sudden could be a lack of sleep. Could have been everything. Diet. I was still active. I was still playing soccer three times a week. But all of a sudden estrogen was high and testosterone was low. No water, lots of sugar, bad night's sleep, 14 workouts in one week. You can seriously skew a blood test oh, yeah. to register your testosterone low. For sure. That will. <laughs> that overworking, overtraining? overtraining? It, it does. It does. Overtraining does lower it. If you don't give your body a rest. Yeah, well, you're using up testosterone when you're working out. I mean, you're so, you know, if yeah, if you're working out too much and you're not replenishing that, then yeah, it could definitely be low. What's the most common fear you get? Um, question you get about people being afraid to start this? Like what? Like for cancer. some reason, what is it? Cancer. cancer. And 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 in five years, you've never seen it. You've never seen that. None. None of my patients that I've started on hormone replacement therapy. Uh, usually I've had a, a young patient get breast cancer and 
someone not on someone in their sixties that got breast cancer. I, I probably get two to three breast cancers a year and they're typically in and breast cancer can increase with age. So, so we typically see it in older ages and neither of the patients were on hormone replacement therapy. And, and how many clients have you seen, have you had in five years on hormone uh, replacement therapy? Uh, probably about 500. It was a, was I, this is my own practice that I do. Um, and I also, I also see obstetrics patients too. What is that? Pregnant women? Pregnant women. Yeah. And deliver babies. So half the practice is, is pregnancy and half the practice is hormones and gynecology, general gynecology. Do you have kids? I do. I have a daughter. She's 11. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> God, delivering babies. <laughs> my my wife had the babies at home and it was just, it was probably, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that was three coolest moments in my life. What a fascinating thing to see, to see a human being deliver a baby and to see the, how the vagina operates and to see how, man, it was, it was nuts. It was nuts. Everyone should see that. Everyone should see that. Everyone should make a baby. Well, I don't know about that. So you should see one. Start with seeing one. Changes your life. It's, it's definitely a very, yeah, like it's a euphoric experience. Yeah, very. Um, do you? Does it ever get old for you, or is everyone like, "Holy shit, here's another baby"? <laughs> um, some parts of it, yeah. It's 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 definitely physically demanding for me. So, <laughs> um, what do what do you mean by that? Why is that? What do you mean? Well, yeah, we're usually running around, so it is it is a very physical job. So you know, we're we're in the office, we're running, you know. And, and then we get called, you know, you've got a baby coming. So then you run out of the office and then you might have to do a C-section. And so oh. you know, it can't, I mean, for someone like me, I'm, I'm tiny. I'm like five feet tall, 110 pounds. So, so over time that can get very physically demanding. So it's, and in the hours, you know, the ba- babies come, we can't predict when the babies come. They come and you have a, and you have an 11 year old baby yourself. Yes. <laughs> hey, do you work out? <laughs> Well, um, I actually have had a lot of back problems, so. Oh, I, you should see Damien. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I am going to go see Damien soon. <laughs> yeah, I actually just had back surgery about two weeks ago. So, so hopefully, hopefully I'll, I'll get started, get, get back into working out soon, but not, Dang. not on a regular basis. Cause I've had a lot of back problems, but yeah, I used to do, I used to work out a lot. I used to do CrossFit back in the day. Oh, you think CrossFit yeah. fucked you up? You think that's why your back got all fucked up? Uh, Susa, maybe you want to mute yourself or Pete. Matt owns a CrossFit gym. You think you think you think that doing the CrossFit fucked uh, you up? Maybe <laughs> I shouldn't comment on that. No, nah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Like bad genetics. Bad I'm an open-minded CEO. I'm totally open-minded CEO. I will adjust the we'll entire. Just tell you why you're wrong. After. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after you hang up, we'll be like, she fucked herself up. It's her fault. That's the gym. Well, I think I ha- I think I had some back problems to start. I was a gymnast, and I don't know. I think I think my dad always had lower back problems, so gymnastics and um, and genetics, and then and then like being an OBGYN, you're you're always you know always lifting things or holding things. So I think it's just chronic overuse as well. But I did, I, 
you know, when I first started doing CrossFit, there was a couple of times where I had some, some bad sciatic pain from deadlifts, but yeah, I think deadlifts are one of the, I mean, unless you're, I, you just do, if I do anything like that, I'll do a single leg deadlift. Um, and it usually doesn't hurt my back, but yeah, I stopped doing deadlifts a long time ago. Yeah. Picking babies up off the ground is enough. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating, um, uh, business you're in. It's really, uh, it seems, it seems like the, the, the outcome is always like just people feel better. Everything just gets better. You're happier. You can work out more. You can be better contributor to society. Um, I've never, I would, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen with these three or four or five, six, seven people. Um, we, we follow along over the next 12 months and see how, how this affects their life. It's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whenever I first started doing it, I was skeptical, you know, I mean, we were trained in medical school that, you know, totally differently. And so I was very skeptical. And then, you know, I went and did the course and then I was very nervous to start doing it with my patients in the beginning. I was like, right. it was very selective and, um, because and, it's such an unknown, right. Messing with yeah. people's hormones. Okay. Yeah. And, and all the things that I learned in medical school are like, you know, hormones cause cancer, you know, a lot of my colleagues, you know, still, think that. And like I said, I was very skeptical too. And then one, now that, now that I've seen the difference, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge believer in it. I mean, it definitely, but you, you have to, you have to make sure you're following these people. You have to make sure you're checking their levels. They have to follow up, you know, because things can happen, especially in women. So there is, so in women the they'll, um, a lot of people think it's breast cancer that there's an increased risk of, but if you're not following the levels closely, actually there it, there can be an increased risk in endometrial cancer cancer the lining of the uterus so if a female is on estrogen and they have a uterus they have to be on progesterone and if they're not on progesterone then it, it can increase the risk of endometrial cancer so someone that stopped taking their progesterone and stopped seeing you could end up with endometrial cancer so you do have to follow these patients really closely but as long as they're being followed and they're, you know, doing things appropriately, they're not going to get cancer. And it's been, and, and how long have you been doing this, Damien? Mm, I've been in, I've been doing sports medicine for about 13 years, which follows along with this. Um, this specifically probably lasts three years, four years. And, and ha- are there any horror stories that you guys have heard? You guys seem so like positive about it. No, I mean, I, I think, you know, there's always going to be some sort of horror story, but I mean, I've had other stories that were more horror stories in my sports practice that weren't on hormones, actually, that were pretty terrible findings and people who had cancer that weren't on hormones. So I've had those. Um, but in this, again, we're trying to meet, make people to optimum levels. We're not getting them to compete in bodybuilding or things that put them at risk. Um, and we're also not using synthetic versions of testosterone, which you find in the gyms, like, your Diana ball and things like that. You probably hear of like, yeah. Um, so we're, we're really just trying to, I guess, get people to that quality of life. We're not trying to build superstars and things like that, where you can kind of run into other risks. I just think that a lot of people like, so, so for me, if, if, if I were to start this, this program, the whole thing for me would be, um, I would want to be able to play frisbee with my son instead of uh, thirty minutes. I'd want to be able to play with him for three hours. 
Like that's why I would do it. Mm-hmm. And so, and so that's what I think. Um, and I'm thinking for like maybe other men, maybe it's to um, look better to attract a mate. Let's say you're 50 years old, you've been through a divorce, or you're still not married, and you want to attract a better mate. Um, those yeah. are, I mean, th- those are those seem are are those the reasons? I mean, is it that simple? Like people mm-hmm. just want to be able to be more mobile, be able to do more, be able to play more, be able to. Absolutely. Track more mates. I mean, optimization, you know, or performance enhancement, you know? So, I mean, if you could do even if you like, like you, you're not having a ton of symptoms, but it, it has a lot of health benefits. So the health benefits, you're not going to be able to see or feel like you're not going to be able to feel that your, your bones are getting thicker and stronger. So, you know, you'll see those, those benefits over time. So I do think that, you know, if it was my choice, I'd have everyone on it, but not every, not everyone is open to it. Not everyone is, you know, necessarily, is it in their budget or, or they, they've heard different things from their doctor. Like if I have a patient from Kaiser's, for example, they come and we check their levels and then we put them on hormones and they go back to Kaiser and their doctor's like, you shouldn't be doing that. You should get off of this. You know, this is unsafe, but it's typically that, you know, the, that doctor hasn't really experienced it. Like I said, I was skeptical in the beginning too. So I would probably, five years ago, I would have told someone the same thing. So, you know, and then people start not knowing who to trust, which is totally understandable. So you're hearing two, two different doctors, two different opinions, which will happen, you know. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, my whole life, my whole life, I, I've heard doctors tell, say that you shouldn't be exercising, that you shouldn't be squatting below parallel. I even I remember my dad was in the hospital. Um, they, they were he had some E. coli infection. This is like 15 years ago, and they they couldn't grow it on a on a culture, and they didn't know what to do. And I and I remember asking the doctor, "Hey, while he's in this situation, and you're trying to find antibiotics that can that can fix this, should we be worried about his diet or change his diet in order to help mitigate the spread?" They said, "No, this has nothing to do with diet." And like flash forward 15 years and I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, like every fucking situation. Like, I think I, if someone, I think you can take a healthy person who has COVID and give them a fucking six pack of, of Mountain Dew and fucking mainline them with it and you'll kill them. Like that's, that, I think diet's like fucking huge. Yeah, so, it is, so I don't trust – it's great to hear your perspective and how things have changed. And I think the half-life of a, of a surgery in the medical per, per, uh, profession is seven years, meaning every seven years, doctors re, or the, the medical profession is like, ah, oh, we probably shouldn't be doing that surgery anymore. And it's yeah. like crazy. I, I mean I've had my own frustrations with that too, but I'll say our training is not mm. – it's definitely not geared toward at least my training. I do think that the tide is changing. And and uh, and the doctors that are coming out now, or and um, physicians assistants. I have a lot of physician assistants in my office, and a lot of them are more trained in more what we call functional medicine. So there are a lot more functional medicine doctors are coming out. So the tide is changing. So just you know some of the. So stop yeah. bad mouthing doctors. Chill out, Stevon. <laughs> Be cool. Chill out. They're fixing it, Stevon. Well, I mean, I, I think our training is is definitely, you know, I. Yeah, I hate to badmouth other doctors either, but our, the way we're trained is we're not trained in that. And we're not trained that, you know, in in diet and exercise and, you know, things like mm-hmm. that. So, you know, typically when I'm working with with a patient, if they need help with their workouts and their diet, I usually send them to I have a colleague that I work with work with and, you know, he does their diet and their exercise program because I'm not really trained in that and I'm not an expert in that, but 
you know, and, and honestly, you know, hormones can get so complicated. So if you're, if you're, you know, most doctors kind of specialize in one thing at a time, and it is really hard to be really good at a lot of things. And, and medicine is so vast. So to be really good at one thing, you have to kind of specialize in it. So you have to, and you have to work with other doctors. But I've had my own, you know, before I had my own medical issues, I, I became a much better doctor after I had all my back problems because I started ah. researching things more. And I'm like, oh, well, now I'm on the other side of the table. And and this is, you know, this the the surgeries that I've had are not working. <laughs> These things are not working. I, you know, I'm willing to be open and try everything. But I definitely think as a doctor, if you've gone through something difficult medically, it, it changes your perspective for sure. Yeah. I've had my own frustrations with, <laughs> right. with back surgeons. I've probably seen mm -hmm. 10 to 12 back surgeons until I finally found one that I think is, is good and understands things and listens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's two different approaches. One's like a proactive measure to try to prevent disease. And the other one's a reactive measure to react to the disease that's already happened. I mean, I'm and sure everyone here has been into a scenario where you've seen someone, they're like, oh, you're fine. Come back when it's a problem, you know, because that's like the mindset is to wait till something's an illness to fix it instead of looking at it as instead of a disease like disease, someone doesn't feel good. You want to actually try to make them feel better before they get to that stage of disease. I, um, I had a friend who is, I have a friend who is a cardiovascular surgeon <laughs> he's a surgeon but he's also a uh, who's the who's the cardiovascular he, his main thing he does is uh, reads x-rays uh damn there's a word for oh, it so he's an interventional is it no yes maybe, maybe that, radiologist or is it radiologist? oh may, maybe that's what it is maybe he's an interventional radiologist but he also does surgeries yeah so he's an interventional radiologist and he says that months will go by where he won't see a single patient or a single x-ray where the person's not 30 years complicit in their demise. Meaning they, they're, they've either been smoking for 30 years. They've been drinking Coke for 30 years. He says like, no one just like runs off the 400 meter track and is like, okay, I got issues. It's all, it's all just fucking, you know, people who are just mm -hmm. lifestyle, just as they've just well, been making the wrong lifestyle choices for 30 years. They've been, you know, wake up, eat a donut, smoke a cigarette and uh, have that uh, um, cream or sweetener in their coffee for 30 years. And next thing I know they're fucked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, I mean, you guys, if you're doing CrossFit, you're, you're already, you're already doing, you know, diet and exercise, which you should be, but the average population is not doing that. I mean, I would say, you know, my average female patient is probably 180 to 200 pounds. So average wow. female in California, which is, is going to be a much lower, you know, level than something right. like tech, like where I was from in Texas, you know, the right. average weight there, you know, is probably more like 250 for the average person, you know. Or at um or at a Disneyland it's three thirty. <laughs> probably. When's the last time you've been to uh, Disneyland, uh, Dr. Connor? Do you know? <laughs> Oh, it's been a few years. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> I don't like the big crowds. Um, Walmart, just go to Walmart. Walmart's probably three thirty is the average there. That's what my that's what that's what someone told me too. They said, "Dude, you're a fucking idiot. Don't you go to Walmart? Haven't you been to a Walmart?" But we don't have a. I live in a kind of a small town off the beaten path, so we don't have a Walmart. 
Yeah. Um, thank you guys for coming on. I, I think that what's going to happen here is um, this is going to stimulate a lot of conversation, a lot of ideas. And um, and, and we've been, this has been a, a, a great education for me. And maybe we can have you guys back on periodically as we have some of these people go through the program and we can talk about what they're experiencing and, and, and whatnot. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Cool. Uh, did uh, and uh, would you guys? Um, well, you can grade me. Send a text to um, uh, uh, Miss Sarah and tell, give her you grade your experience on the podcast. <laughs> on a on a what? What's the highest a testosterone level could be? Twelve hundred. I mean, well, I mean, it can be higher. I mean, yeah, it could be three. I've seen it. Twenty three hundred. Twenty four hundred. No so. shit. Yeah. Like naturally or the guy comes in no. he's all no no yeah. he's already he's like I mean I don't know because like I said I want to check I want to check this this 21-year-old Yeah, Justin. Champion. I want to see yeah. what his is. <laughs> yeah, good point. You know, maybe we, can, maybe we can get his blood work. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. It. <laughs> he's a good dude. He's so, <laughs> so interested to see what it is cuz that's, you know, that's the goals. You want to get to you want to be like him. Right. <laughs> that that is true. That's yeah. True. So, but yeah, twenty. I've seen twenty four hundred. Uh, but that's yeah, not natural. Um, is there is there high. anything you'd like to leave the audience with? Anything that you think that like we absolutely should have touched on that we didn't? I I heard you mention some games coming up. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so you mean the California Hormone Games? Yeah, I've heard yes. that. That's the goal. Oh, that would be that's the goal. And it's funny. Someone called me the other day and they said, "Is that a joke?" And I said, "No, it's absolutely not a joke." To do, and you know who I think is actually going to who's going to win that? I think that the prize money will be so good that that kid Justin Medeiros will come there and win that. But the premise of the game is is just to have no testing. Let anyone come in and find who mm-hmm. is do it at the home of the CrossFit Games at, at this ranch in Aromas where, where every where uh. Everyone and their mother would show up. It would I like be, how you get into the details now. It would be insane. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and we would have it programmed by the best programmer in the world. And uh, and dudes will show up and, and and we'll test to see who truly is the greatest man alive in terms of his uh, <laughs> human capacity with, with, with all the bumpers and all the taken off and go. And, <laughs> and hopefully you two will be there. Well, oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean – I've always said I wanted to just, you know, just level the playing field. But, I mean, I, you know, you know, because you don't know what a lot of the guys are taking. And it's like, well, if they're already taking, if a lot of people are already taking certain things, then just love, why not make it legal? Right. <laughs> just, just, and see, see who comes out on top when you're then, you know? I agree. And, and, I, and you know what the, the thing is too, is I still believe that this guy wins. Yeah, that guy. I think he's gonna win. <laughs> yeah, I think that guy wins no matter what. But 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 it's still cool. But it's still cool to let let like fifty year old like dudes compete against. Him. Yeah, <laughs> eight categories. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Great show. Yeah. Uh, we um, I'd love to have you back on. I know I know we're gonna have you back on again. We're gonna invite you back on again. And and I and from the smiles on your face, I think you guys will come back on again. Yeah, Absolutely. Fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, we will uh, talk to you um, soon. Uh, when when I remove you guys from this, you guys will be gone, and then you guys can just hang up, but Matt and I will still be here to talk behind your backs. <laughs> All, right. All right. Have a good night. Okay, great. Go, go you too. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> good job. Give myself an injection right now. <laughs> We're going to follow you for the next 12 months.
do they sell peptides and ship to I, I think I, I don't think it works quite like that. Here's the deal. I think you get anywhere in the US though. If if you want if it, so here's the deal what I think is going to happen. We have a bunch of really cool people who are interested. We have a, a primetime Alex Stein, we have Gary Roberts, we have Jim Jordan, um and we have a gentleman named Paul. I don't know Paul's last name. And then we and then we have and then we have three or four women that we're um, going to interview who um, to see if they're going to be do this also. And we're going to they're going to send in their blood and we're basically just going to follow them along this journey. Maybe maybe they don't do anything. Maybe there's no part of the protocol and we just follow them over the next 12 months and they have their blood checked four times or maybe they do get on the protocol. But the Gary Roberts story is going to be absolutely fascinating if he decides to partake on it because we've seen him do this twice. We saw Killing Fat Man season one and Killing the Fat Man season two, uh, the two most popular um, series in the history of CrossFit that are non-games related. And there he is. And uh, he has a, a, a work ethic and a commitment that I think is um, second to none. And uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and, and uh, it, it, it appears that um, last I talked to him that he's, he stopped working out and he's put on a bunch of weight again and he's very interested in doing it. So um, and then, of course, there's primetime uh, um, Alex Stein. And not. 99 he's 40 gary's 50 jim jordan is 60 and uh and actually we have another guy alex I, I, stein is 40 he's uh th- 35 he's 35 oh okay sorry he's 35 gary's 50 jim jordan 60 um and we have we have a couple other guys we have a 29 year old guy that's interested and we have the uh, 35 year old alex stein so so we have this pretty great crew anyway i'm pumped uh, tomorrow we have the we have a crazy week coming up for you guys. Tomorrow yeah. we have the President's uh, Club, <laughs> right? <laughs> t- t- tomorrow we have the CEO and uh, founder of GoRuck coming on, Jason McCarthy. Yep. Uh, that's at seven a.m. Uh, then on Wednesday, I can't believe it. We have Officer Tatum coming on. If you guys don't know who that is, you should follow him on Instagram. Maybe Matt could pull up his Instagram account now. He mm-hmm. is a fucking legend and a warrior and uh he, he's an, he, an incredible man who really stepped out um to speak the truth i don't know five years ago four years ago when did george floyd happen what year was that two years ago three years ago that's when he popped on my scene two years ago two and a half years ago uh and then um and then on thursday we have the i think the ceo of the tactical games coming on jared yep and then on Friday, we have the president of High Rocks coming on. That's the <laughs> yeah. event that uh, the great Hunter McIntyre has been just dominating for the last couple of years. And then on Saturday, oh, we don't have anyone booked yet on Sunday. Okay, good. All right. Oh, shit. And on Monday, we have uh, uh, Tinkanen coming on. Did I pronounce his last name right? Wow, that's an Sounds old friend. That's an old friend that yeah. Yami Yami is the coach up there in Iceland. Probably one of the best coaches in the CrossFit space. If not the best with probably one of the best teams, if not the best. Uh, And it's going to be fun to pick his brain and hear about, I'll ask him about his history with CrossFit when he found it. We can both uh, reminisce on some stories, but I think in that stable right now, he has a catcher and David's daughter, um, uh, Annie Thor's daughter, uh, uh, BKG, and then of course that incredible team of Tola, uh, Lauren Fisher, Con, and Con Porter. I don't, I don't know who the girl is in the bottom lower left. Here, uh, in the gray uh, tank top. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure either. 
And then uh, Frederick Egidius, he's the one that made the baby with Annie. All right. And then on Tuesday, oh, we, on Tuesday we have a uh, Zach. He's a guy who lost 120 pounds and uh, has fight. and has kept it off for uh, four years. Can't wait to talk to him. Uh, he heard the Disneyland episode and wanted to come on and talk about weight loss. Our May weight loss story. We're gonna try to do one of those a month, right? Yeah, that would be the goal. That's oh, we cool. got Ronnie. We got R- Raw of Earth scheduled for the twenty yeah. third. Ronnie Teasdale. There's another big one on there too. We got Annie Thor's daughter coming on on the 25th. Wow. Wow. Okay. And we got a couple more cool people in the world. We works. got Athena Perez coming on the 27th. Uh, and we'll talk about her new program. If you're not familiar with Athena's new program, there is a link to it in the bottom of every newsletter. Can you hear that? No, I barely, barely can barely hear something in the background. I'm looking. I'm, I'm in my office, and uh, there's a window that looks out to the backyard, and my and my boys are peeking in the window. They've never done that. Oh, really? Yeah, they're getting to that age. I might have to fucking black out that window. They're gonna start messing with me. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, and the name of Athena's program is shit. I can't, how come I can't remember it? Larger bodies. No. Uh. No. Uh. No. I'm trying to pull up the email on it for the life of me. I can't find it. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Working, working with larger bodies. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, can you pull? Can you pull up the? Uh... Anyway, it, it's a couple weeks away. Um, I believe it's going into its. I think it's doing its beta in May or June, and then eventually this will be open to the public very soon. I can't wait to talk to her about it. She, uh, there's really no one that I know who's as committed in this space as her. So. Uh, all right, guys, I will, uh, talk to you tomorrow morning. Um, thank you to Damien and, uh, Miss Caroline Connor, uh, da- Damien. Why do I have so much trouble with his last name? Bergs? Burgess? Bridges? Burgess? Burgess? Burgess. And. Oh, yeah, wait, did you answer this one too? There is this. Oh no, that's got to. We, we, uh, We're working on it. Yeah, uh, she's down. She's ready to rock. We just, we just got to land on a. Yeah, a that was my fault. Work. That was my fault. I was uh, hanging with Dave and Greg and the crew in Colorado, and I fucking dropped the ball on that show. It's all right. Well, we get it. She's, she seemed into it. She seemed like she's gonna have fun with it. So that should be a fun show. And you guys, um, the text messages and DMs as I'm looking over here are pouring in regarding the show that we just did. Wow. Yes. So the website you want to go to is California Hormones. Uh, yeah. Can you pull? Is it CaliforniaHormones.com? Yep. I already linked it in the chat one more time. Uh, uh, one time before, I just put it in again, and then you guys can find that on our um, newsletter, the last newsletter, as well as there'll be links to it in the show notes below. And anyone who partakes, who anyone who jo- this is going to be something that I'm basically I'm going to spend a lot of time focused on for the next year. I'm going to be talking about this, looking at this, studying this, following these people. If there's anyone else who jumps on or jumps on this this bandwagon or, or, or wants to do this and you end up doing this through California Hormones, please stay in touch. Just because we didn't yep. choose you doesn't mean you can't choose yourself and insert yourself. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe like, we'll have some cool stuff going on with that. Yeah. Like, like um, I met Susan because he just bugged me. I met Will because he just bugged me. I mean, everyone I meet, it's either I'm bugging them or they're bugging me. They just, just insert yourself. Just insert yourself like, yeah. Tyler, like Tyler Watkins, the guy who just I, wrote the article for the uh, newsletter and everybody who uh, wrote in um, for the trial. Thank you. We'll be getting back to uh, a couple of you, the ladies actually. And then for everybody else, 
I talked to uh, Sarah about it, and I do believe we'll be giving you guys some sort of um, discount code. And Sarah actually said as well, if you guys, for people listening tonight, that it looks like they'll do the free upfront consultation. So if you guys want to jump on early and go to the site and get your information, it looks like you'll be getting a free uh, the free up, upfront consultation. And uh, we'll be coming up with some cool codes and stuff like that for some people that want to participate later as well. What are you going to have for dinner tonight? Bur- uh, burgers. Some bison burgers and some liver. I'm having tacos. I'm not having liver. I just was hoping that people would think I was cool. <laughs> <laughs> they think you're cool. <laughs> All right, guys. See you guys tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Thank you and bye bye.